Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to The Good Good Life. I'm your host, Jan Jones, and I am so grateful that you are here today. I hope that you are as excited as I am to talk about what we are going to talk about today, and we are going to squash the doubt in our life. We are going to just stomp it out. That is what we're going to do today, because when in doubt, do not fear You've got this, and I want to remind you of that today, but the first thing that I want to know is, are you awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic? Because it is going to be an exciting show, it is going to be an informative show, and the best part of the show is you. All right, so I saw this joke the other day, and I thought, okay, I just have to share this because we are right now in the month of October, Um, so (laughs) the joke that I saw was very uh, aligned with what this month is. You know, we've got got the fall festivals coming up. I like that better, but of course, Halloween is around the corner, so here it is. What kind of dog does a vampire have? Think about it. A bloodhound. (gasps) That's so funny. I thought that was funny. I actually saw that in front of a veterinarian's office. So I thought I would share it with all you listeners today. Now, everybody take a breath. Just take one in and let it out. Because you are here with me. You are in a safe space. We are talking about good things in this good, good life. And hopefully, I'm going to give you some insight on how you can overcome your own self-doubt. But first, I want you to claim something I want you to think about this. If you're not doing this every day, at least when you listen to me, you're going to do it on the days you are with me. And that is right here. I want you to say, today, something good will happen to me. And today, something good will happen through me. Yes, let that wash over you. I want you to claim it over your life. I want you to know it in your heart that we can look around. And if we take a moment, we can see all of the goodness that is around us and all the good things that are happening to us. And then when we really look around, we see the opportunities to be that goodness for someone else. All right. Now, uh, I read something recently, and I thought this was really interesting. Van Gogh is reported to have said, if you hear a voice within you say, you cannot paint, then by all means, paint. And that voice will be silenced. And thank goodness, 
Van Gogh did say that. Because if he was hearing a voice that said, you're no good, you can't paint, what he did was he proved it wrong. And he said, I will paint, and then I will silence that voice inside of me. And that's exactly what I want us to discover today. How do we silence this voice of self-doubt? Because chances are you sometimes get into a mental wrestling match with that little voice in your head. You know that little voice that chips away at your confidence and it magnifies your doubts. What if you mess up? You'll make a fool of yourself. What will people say? You're just not smart enough or talented enough or capable enough or experienced enough. Have you ever thought those things? You know, that voice, it just chips away at your confidence. Self-doubt is part of the human experience. Now, I want to say something that might sound a little odd, but hang with me for a moment. Even though we do not want this voice to speak louder than our confidence, sometimes our nerves are actually a good thing. And our nerves are a little bit correlated with some doubt. But the reason we need that nervousness sometimes is it keeps us motivated to work hard and to achieve the goals that we set. It reminds us that something is important. It means something to us, whatever it is that's making us a little nervous. And when we have a little bit of that nervousness, we go and we seek out other opinions, other people's expertise and insights, and it it makes us want to collaborate with other people so that we don't get so overly confident and our egos do not take over our mind and our spirit that we think we've got it all figured out and we don't need anyone. So all of this self-doubt that we're going to talk about today, it is part of the human experience. And we're going to talk a little bit about how we can embrace it, but also how we can overcome it. Because like I just mentioned, when we when we have a little bit of question about ourselves and what we're about to do or endeavors we are about to embark upon, I want you to remember this, that none of us is as smart as all of us. And so we need that healthy, positive community, right? But... Let me go back now because we want to squash all this just over-the-top self-doubt because the fear that fuels our doubt can drive us to be overly cautious and keep us from taking the very actions that would help us and serve others. So in other words, what are we doing? We are selling ourselves short Because we fear that we don't have what it takes to succeed. And when we do that, doubt 
sits there in its little victory and actions go undone. Actions like we don't pick up the phone and make the call. We don't extend the invitation. We don't raise our hand for the promotion. We don't say enough. We won't take that abuse anymore. We don't push back when we should. We don't say no when we should. And we don't say yes when we should. Sometimes it keeps us from moving on. We need to dive in. We need to sometimes pick up the pin, right? So I want you to know that as human beings, our nervous system is hardwired for comfort. Yeah, we love to be comfortable, right? So our nervous system is hardwired for comfort, but our spirit is actually hardwired for growth. And we want to try new things. We want to be bold and fearless and to live this exciting, adventurous life that we've been blessed with. Yet, our nervous system is telling us, no, just stay put. You're comfortable. You don't need to grow that much, right? So the, it's, it's a balancing act. It's trying to manage this dynamic of tension between how good a comfort zone feels and our innate calling for potential. And this creates frustration and it keeps us on the hamster wheel. You know, when you're just living your life going round and round, you're just going through the motions. You don't feel that zeal and that zest that you really are meant to feel because your spirit is crying out for growth, but your nervous system is telling you to stay comfortable. So what do we do? We settle for mediocrity. And really, only the mediocre are at their best, right? If you think about it, because we are always, we should always be striving to be more and to do more. But if we listen to that doubt, then we will not charge ahead. So today, that is exactly what I want to do. I want to explore where our doubt is coming from, what is causing it. And look, it's going to be different for every single one of you. It's different for you and it's different for me. So I want to talk about that. I want to, I want to give you some areas that maybe you need to self-reflect on and see where is this doubt inside of me coming from and where is this fear coming from? And then, of course, I want to talk about how we overcome it. I heard one time that people will never rise above the opinion of themselves. I know, again, process that. Have you ever thought about it? 
people will never rise above the opinion of themselves. So why do we get this low opinion of ourselves? It's interesting when you think about why don't we have a wonderful opinion of ourselves? Why do we not claim the best of who we are? Why are we not trying to be even better? Because somewhere along the way, we let doubt settle in. It moved in. It took up residence in our mind, in our thoughts, in our heart. And we need to kick it out. It is being kicked out today. We are going to have to get rid of this doubt. But I want to talk about where it came from. Why do we not always have a high opinion of ourselves? So let's go over a few of the root causes of self-doubt. And listen, the first one I'm about to talk about, once I say it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, yep, that that is really resonating with me. And here's one of the reasons that we have doubt, a fear of failure. Yeah, nobody wants to fail, right? And so it really does keep us from thinking that it's a good idea to put ourselves out there. Perfectionism and a fear of failure really reinforce the feelings of self-doubt. In a state of self-doubt, you really may think of your past successes as just dumb luck. And then when you do that, you are downplaying your true talents and abilities. Just because you don't think you achieved something because you actually worked hard and you were capable and you were able to do it. In fact, you may have heard that term, imposter syndrome, right? This is when successful people really feel unworthy of their own wins in life. So we have to really figure out where this fear of failure is coming from, and we've got to talk about how we can let go of not always striving to be perfect. And when we have success, it's not dumb luck. It is because we had the abilities and we had the drive. And listen, If you've been listening all along, you know I did a show on drive and determination. So go back and listen to that one. All right, so let's move on to another reason that doubt really takes up residence with us. And it it can be from negative experiences. And I think that this is a really, it's just another big root cause of doubt. It, It can include traumatic events toxic relationships or painful memories after you go through a really negative traumatic experience you may have a hard time believing in yourself again you may have difficulty even trusting yourself again and i want you to think about that i have definitely experienced some negative relationships. And, you know, I use that word toxic because anyone that is not building you up and and vice versa, you should be doing this for other people. 
I've had a show on it, encouragement, right? But um, I actually had someone tell me that, and and look, if you're a new listener, you know I've had quite the health journey. Um, I got diagnosed at age eight with type one diabetes and it was very complicated for me and it it led up to kidney failure and then I had to get uh I I didn't have to I was blessed I was so blessed and I'm so grateful I got a double organ transplant but my life wasn't always easy and I had a lot of health struggles and challenges and really some things that I shouldn't have made it through and by the grace of God and amazing healthcare I made it through it but what I was going to say, a negative experience for me, one, I mean, look, I've had many, we've all had many. If we, if we are living this life, we know that it is, it is a very imperfect world, but I had someone tell me once that no one would ever love me because I realized it was a toxic relationship. So I was breaking it off. And this person said, no one will ever love you because you're sick. And I'm not going to lie. That was that was a really, um, that was a tough thing to hear, but it probably also confirms to all of you why this relationship was toxic. It was very, it was just a very uh, abusive relationship. And, you know, me with all my positivity, I just, I, I didn't see it coming because I thought everyone was wonderful and told the truth and all these things. But anyway, I trusted everybody. But uh, to hear that, that no one would ever love me again because I was so sick. I had to really work to remove that label from my life because I am lovable and I have a lot to offer to other people and to this world. And I had to not let that keep resonating in my mind and any any new relationship that I might enter. I didn't want to bring that with me. And I certainly didn't want to put that on someone else. So anyway, I just wanted to share with you that these negative experiences, they can take root and we got to pull them out by their root. And you know, that leads me to another another area where self-doubt can come from. And I think it is unforgiveness but it's really unforgiveness of yourself. We need to forgive other people. And I mean, heaven knows I need forgiveness from other people, but we need to forgive ourselves of our mistakes because if we do not do that, then we're going to completely replay all of these mistakes over and over and over again. And look, I am preaching to the choir right now because I I just hate it when I mess up, big or small. And I I do kind of beat myself up about it. And I've really, I work on that daily. And I think that this is another great way. And it is awareness that when you are not forgiving yourself of a past mistake, you need to be aware that that can really cause some self-doubt to settle in. Um, I got a couple of other ways that doubt really creeps in. This is another big one. Comparing ourselves with others. You know, I mean, self-doubt is defined as the lack of confidence in your own abilities. And when we're plagued with that, we believe that we cannot do something. And even if we dig in a bit deeper, we're going to think that we can't do it 
as well as someone else has does it as well as someone else does it. And I want you to stop doing this. Quit comparing yourself to everyone else. You were never meant to be like everyone else. You are beautifully, wonderfully, fearfully made, and you don't have to do it like someone else. You can do it your way. I mean, Frank Sinatra wrote a song about it. I did it my way, right? That's what we are supposed to do. So stop it right now. Do not compare yourself with everyone else. There will always be room for you. If you have your character and your skills and your abilities and your talents, the the world will always make room for you. So don't compare yourself to everyone else. We often gauge success and failures by the norm, which is set by other people. So think of it like this. If you never had the ability to compare yourself with others, would you be plagued either by self-doubt or the opposite, overconfidence? I mean, if we couldn't even compare ourselves with other people, would you even be thinking you couldn't do something? God does not compare us to each other. We do that. All right. And another area that creates self-doubt is is fixation on perfectionism, uh, on a particular outcome. You know, one of the biggest things that holds us back from forging forward is that fear of failure, right? And when we become so fixated that it has to go this way, I have to have the outcome and it has to look just like this, then not only do we become paralyzed by the possibility of failure, but we also close ourselves off to other new possibilities. So, you know, if you are a writer, but you are not exploring your your creativity because you don't think you've got the skills to do it. You've never written a book before. Why do you think that you can do this, right? All that self-doubt because you think it's got to be perfect. You really need to give yourself permission to write an imperfect book and just take the plunge and put it out there into the world. And that's just that's just one example. Any goal that you have, if you think it's got to be perfect and it's got to go perfect, then you're going to have doubts. They're going to creep in and you're going to think it has to look a certain way. And, you know, we may have our idea of what something should be and how long it should take. You know, we may make our plans, but God is really the one in charge and he is guiding you. He is there and he has the plan if we just listen, but we're not perfect. And don't put that pressure on yourself or others to be perfect, because then you're just going to be filled with doubt and it's going to paralyze you from taking any action. All right, so we've explored where this doubt is coming from, this dirty, dirty doubt. Um, How can we banish it? How can we get rid of it? Because wouldn't it be great to get rid of it completely? Well, we can't really do that. 
because we're human, right? We're not perfect. But what we can do is we can learn how to reclaim the power that it has over us. And we take the power back and we overcome our doubts. So I want to go over, I think I've got like seven ways that we can overcome all of this doubt. And I want to go ahead and start the list even before our break. Because you know me, I've got so much I want to share with you. This hour just seems so short. Okay, the number one, here's, then these are not sequential. Um, because I want you to, A, reflect on maybe what is causing your self-doubt. And B, I want you to take some of these ideas and these tips and techniques. And I want you to figure out what might work best for you. All right, so number one, stop putting the wrong things in. Now, here's what I mean by that. I'm talking about into your brain, into your thoughts. We, as human beings, are being programmed every day by what we allow to influence us. And two of the biggest influencers in our life are mainstream media and our peer groups. And look, I I know our peer groups now include all of this social media, but that's not really a a peer group, right? I mean, we know a lot of those people, but then we don't know a lot of those people. So I'm really talking about the people that are in your life on a regular basis. You interact with them, you talk to them, you ask them for advice, right? So we've got to really think about what we are letting in to influence us. I'll be honest, the news is such a a constant negative programming for us. It really is. I'm not saying we don't need to be informed. Um, I heard somebody call CNN constant negative news. I'm I'm just saying, I just heard that. Um, I'm not, I'm not a big news watcher because I know that, that, Things will get to me and other people that um, that are watching the news. Jim keeps up with the news. Like I, I know I will I will get what I need, but I'm very careful and I'm very guarded. And I think all of us need to be. We need to guard our minds. Um, we need to control these thoughts. And of course, I've done a show about it. So go find it and listen to it. But we've got to stop programming ourselves with why the world won't work. And we need to figure out where we want to be and why the world will work, right? Don't focus on why it won't work, but figure out where you want your focus to be, where you want to go, because we always get more of what we're focused on. If we're focused on the negative, then that is really going to set in and we could become a very negative person, a very hopeless, defeated person. And you all know that I am always full of hope. I always think that things will work out for the good for believers. It says in scripture that things will work out for good. Um, But We've got to pay attention to what we're letting in. So stop 
putting the wrong things in. Because I will tell you, there are 30,000 attempts a day of things that want to influence you. It's, it's our input stream and it's social media, TV, movies, which by the way, man, movies just seem to be getting darker and darker. I, I won't even watch the commercials for them. I mean, I don't need that in my head, right? Um, but music, books, the internet, like what are you looking at on the internet? Your friends, all of the streaming services that you have um, on your TV or on your computer, you know, like Netflix, Amazon. I mean, there's this is like, there's a, such a long list. But what I'm saying and here's what I want you to do so that you can eliminate and, and just overcome, maybe not completely eliminate it, but we got to overcome our self-doubt. Evaluate your input streams, okay? So one way we do this is stop putting the wrong things in. All right. So um, I guess I'll go into number two. I'm going to I'm going to give you the second way and then we're going to take a very short break. But number two is kind of the opposite of number one. You need to start putting the right things in. I mean, we live in a world where there is just limitless information available and we need to expose ourselves to the kind of information that supports your potential and your greatness and where you want to go. So start putting the right things in. Think about it. What informs us forms us. I want you to be the star in the movie of your life. Because if you don't, if you don't start putting the right things in, if you don't, if you do not start exposing yourself to the information that supports your potential, your potential and your greatness, then you're going to end up being the extra in someone else's movie. And you you were created to shine your light, to shine God's light through you. So start putting the right things in. So stop, you know, stop putting the wrong things in and start putting the right things in. Those are the first two ways that we can really begin to overcome our self-doubt. I think this is a great place to take a very, very short break, but you know I'm not finished yet, so don't go anywhere. We will be right back on The Good Good Life. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, 
Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888 888- Three four six nine one four one. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about when in doubt, never fear, you've got this. So I'm going over some ways that you can really overcome your own self-doubt. And way number three is to embrace doubt as a part of being human. And what I mean by this is I want us to be able to reframe the doubt, okay? Because I already established earlier, this is a part of being human. So as you think about the things that you'd most love to achieve or change in your life right now, just reframe it and know that self-doubt is really there to protect you from maybe that sense of humiliation of failing or falling on your face, right? So don't beat yourself up for beating yourself up, okay? Um, Far better than beating up on that inner critic that you have is just to acknowledge that maybe it's just trying to keep you safe and spare you from some embarrassment. So embracing self-doubt as kind of an intrinsic part of the human experience, it really helps you to reclaim the power over it, all right? You are human. You will make mistakes. I will make mistakes. You will doubt yourself. But the whole point of this reframing is we need to practice some self-compassion. And this will help to decrease the negative impact of the mistakes and failures that you have in life. Because this is all about treating yourself 
more kindly. You deserve that. Just like you would treat your best friend, remind yourself that you are only human and that you do deserve kindness and compassion from you. You deserve it from you. So we need to embrace that doubt is going to creep in. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to fall down sometimes. But it's what we do next that really matters. One of the best ways, you know, how we embrace this doubt to reclaim the power over the doubt is to start right where you are right now with whatever problem or opportunity that you're facing. And I want you to ask yourself this, what would I do right now if I were being brave? Because chances are your doubts will be screaming at you to do just the opposite. When you ask yourself, what would I do if I was being brave? And you can kindly thank that doubt for trying to protect you, right? But then you can tell that doubt that you're not here to live a safe, small life. You're here to live the biggest life that you are capable of living. And I'm going to go back to the comparison living because your big capabilities and your biggest life is going to look very different than someone else's, okay? I just have to throw that out there again. But then I want you to truly imagine the success of what that big life is for you and take a deep breath and just do it because research tells us every time we take action in the presence of doubt, then we dilute their power and we amplify our power. I really call this walking out in faith. We need to stop wishing for things and make up our minds that God will help us have wisdom, will help us make good choices, and will help us overcome our trials and our tribulations if we will just walk in faith in Him. Only when you dare to do the very thing you doubt you can do, will you realize how little you ever needed to doubt yourself to begin with. So that was way number three that we can get over our doubt. Number four is call out your inner critic. All right, we have got to stop with the negative self-talk. If you remember, I talked about ants one time. And uh, those are those automatic negative thoughts that we have. So we got to call this out. We so often hear our doubts relayed through the voice of that inner critic. And you know, we are our worst critic. And you know, this voice is constantly pointing out your flaws and your faults, and it's questioning your own worthiness. It really is 
This voice inside of us is the chief culprit of that imposter syndrome that I talked about earlier. And it's always urging us to play it safe. So we can't permanently silence this voice. It's going to come up, but we can definitely dilute its power by talking back to it. We got to talk back to these negative thoughts. Sometimes you can give it a name. I call it this dirty, dirty doubt. Um, And this helps to distinguish between who you are and separate who you are from the fear and doubt that you feel. When you talk back to it, you give it that name, and then you're separated from it, right? So when this dirty doubt speaks to you, um, to that scared part of you, and it, it wants you to live small and stay safe, remember this, okay? Please be assured that Jesus died not only for forgiveness of your sins, but also so that you might enjoy a passionate, fruitful, and powerful life in Him. You need to be determined to experience this good, good life that He died to give you. So that voice inside of you, you need to water it down as much as possible because guess what? You're the only one that hears it. Nobody is thinking that about you. So we've got to call out the inner critic. Number five, make your mission bigger than your fear. In other words, you got to ask yourself a few questions, okay? When you doubt you can do something, why would you bother to speak up and risk rocking the boat or being rejected? Why would you lay your reputation on the line? Why would you take a chance on that dream? Only when you are very clear about your big why can you find the courage needed to step through, over, around, like trample that doubt, and you will take the risk. You will take the risk of making a mistake or falling on your face because remember, it's what you do next that matters, but you need to make that mission bigger than your fear. I say this a lot, but hope is the only emotion that is stronger than fear. You need to be able to find that clear and compelling answer to the question, For the sake of what am I willing to be brave? Why am I willing to do this? Because when you've got that really powerful why, you will find the how. So doing so will help to crystallize why you want to take the action despite your doubts and knowing that if you let the doubt win, You will actually run the bigger risk of one day looking back and wondering, why didn't I try? Do not let doubt sit in the driver's seat of the direction of your life. All right, so number six is we've got to build a community of believers. You shape your community 
and your community shapes you. So, I mean, think about it. After all, mastery of life is not a solo endeavor. We are meant to live in community. People need people. And when you surround yourself with people who bring out your best and boost your thinking, then you can do more and be more and give more than you could have ever imagined. The people that you hang out with will either fuel your self-doubt or they will fuel your confidence. If you're with people that constantly tear you down, they're telling you why you're not good enough, that you're not worth it, why something won't work. They're blaming you for their inadequacies. At some point, you will start to believe it. If you are in a group of 10 and nine of those people are recreational drug users, you are most likely going to become the 10th. It matters who your friends are. If you are hanging out with positive people that look at life with the lens of how we can and not why we can't, that hold up the mirror to each other's greatness. You can squash the doubt together. You can reach your potential probably more than you even thought you could. You've got to build this community of believers, of encouragers, of people that see your greatness and you see theirs, and they help you figure out the plan. They talk through the doubts and the fears. If you're ready to make a change or take a chance, make sure that you surround yourself with people who will help you stay in action despite the doubts. All right, so I have one more way that we can really begin to overcome our self-doubt. And this one is definitely near and dear to my heart because you know I am a consultant and I am a strengths coach. And one of the ways that we can really squash our own self-doubt is to discover your strengths. We all have weaknesses, all right? And it's not about ignoring those, but are we focused on our weaknesses and on the challenges and the obstacles, or are we really trying to figure out what we're good at, where our talents are, and using that, offering that, being intentional with our strengths? So many people don't even know where their talents are, and it's because your talents are so natural. They're so instinctive. I mean, this is how God made you and he made you with different strength and talent than he made me. And we are all so unique and we all have these special gifts, but some people just haven't figured out what theirs are yet. So I am going to remind you, my amazing, wonderful, talented, gifted listeners, if you haven't heard that today, claim that one too. You are wonderful and you are needed. 
But I want to remind you all of those five clues to talent. There's a yearning. There's something that you desire to do and you haven't done it yet, but you know you would do it well. That is a clue that you've got talent in that area. There's rapid learning. You pick it up quickly. You don't need a lot of instruction. There's a flow. You kind of know what's going to come next. You figure it out, right? These are all clues to areas of your talent and strength. And then you see these glimpses of excellence in yourself. And every time you see that, guess what? You are diluting. You are getting rid of that doubt. You are taking the power back. And of course, a clue to talent is when you feel satisfaction, you feel accomplished, you feel victorious. So you have got to discover your strengths in order to kill the doubt. Now, I gave you seven great ways to overcome your self-doubt, and I'm going to give you the list again in case you miss some of them. Number one, stop putting the wrong things in. Number two, start putting the right things in. Number three, embrace doubt as part of being human. And remember that maybe it is just trying to slow you down a little bit and it's trying to protect you, but you don't have to let it have total control. Number four, call out your inner critic. Talk back to it. Don't let that negative self-talk be the only talk you have. You are amazing. You are strong. You are capable. You are smart. You are beautiful. And you are loved. You are loved by your heavenly father. So call out your inner critic. Number five, make your mission bigger than your fear. Remember, ask yourself, okay, why would I take this risk? Because it's a big deal. It's important and it's worth it. It is worth it. You don't want to be asking yourself, why didn't I try down the road? Number six is build a community of believers, believers in you and people that encourage and lift. They're not a stumbling block to your goals and your dreams. They are a stepping stone and you are that for them as well. And number seven is discover your strengths and be intentional with offering those strengths to the world. Friends, what we're talking about here is courage. This is about courage to face your doubts and your fears. And what is courage? Courage is a quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to meet danger or face opposition or the challenges of life with fearlessness, calmness, and firmness. And we've got to face that challenge of our own self-doubt. Courage is doing what we, sorry, courage is doing what we are afraid to do. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. And courage 
is fear that actually holds on one more minute. Mary Redmacher said that courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is that little voice at the end of the day that says, I will try again tomorrow. Because sometimes the hardest part of the journey is believing you're worth the trip. And you are worth it. You need to face that self-doubt and you need to build up that self-esteem. You need to know in your heart, in your mind that you are worth it. Have unconditional self-worth. And you are always receiving unconditional love from our Heavenly Father. But find others that will show you that. And pour this into other people and answer that call that your spirit has to be fearless and be bold and live the biggest life you are capable of living. Thank you. Thank you so much for being you. And for joining me today on the good, good life. I want you to go and have a conquering spirit. And I want you to take the power away from your self-doubt. And I want you to love living and live loving. Until next time, you enjoy this good, good life. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.